Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Wayman Wednesday. That means you're about to hear a message from the founder of our fellowship, Pastor Wayman Mitchell. Even though he entered into his reward and is in the presence of our Lord, we still need to hear his clarion call to faithfulness, holiness, discipleship, and commitment to the cause of Christ. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Praise God. Thank you, choir, for all the labors that you have. Zechariah chapter 4, if you want to turn there with me. I was uh, coming up tonight, and uh, one of the tent workers said, uh, preaching the same sermon tonight? I said, same one. (laughs) It works. Why change? 4 books that uh, you need to read. Some of these I've uh, announced before to the ends of the earth by a man named Anderson. Uh, How Pentecostalism has changed the shape of world Christianity. Signs and Wonders by a man named Alexander. Why the Pentecostal movement is the fastest growing movement in the world. China's Opening Door by Dennis Balcom. Miracles, Baptism of the Holy Spirit and what it's doing in China today. Pentecost by a man named Menzies. We are uh, this evening a Pentecostal organization. All these books will help you set the course. What's happening in our generation is that Christianity has become cerebral. That means it's much of it's nothing more than mental concept. And someone made a statement that is so powerful and true that Christianity has been presenting a God that needs to be explained and understood. That's not biblical. Christianity is about a God that needs to be declared and demonstrated. Tonight I want to preach to you uh, in one of the texts that is actually the hallmark of the Pentecostal movement, Zechariah chapter 4. Here's a man, his name is Zerubbabel. He is entrusted with the task of restoring the temple which has been destroyed, the testimony of God on the earth. He faces uh, insurmountable odds. He not only has enemies without, but also among his own people, doubt and uh, Negative opinions have begun to be expressed. As he takes on this task, the Spirit of God ministered to him. An angel comes, and as the angel comes, he begins to talk about this mountain of difficulty that he faces, and he speaks him the word, and he gives the formula that you and I need tonight to build the house of God and his witness and his testimony in the earth because we need a miracle beyond our ability. Follow with me, Zechariah chapter 4, seven verses. 
Verse 1, now the angel who talked with me came back and awakened me as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, what are you seeing? So I said, I'm looking. And there's a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it. And on the stand, seven lamps uh, with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one on the right hand and the bowl on the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to me, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone uh, with shouts of grace, uh, grace uh, to it. Our conference is named Spiritual Impact. So if we're going to make spiritual impact, uh, very simply, there's some keys in the statement that's here because we understand this is going to take something beyond human ability. Mankind has been gifted by God. I preached a sermon uh, some years ago about the genius, releasing your genius. Uh, and God has powerfully gifted man. He has uh, a creative genius to be able to uh, organize, to be able to motivate. He has a ability to uh, uh, bring forth technology, vast machines, uh, manufacturing enterprises, comfort for his body, uh, food to eat, uh, uh, economical uh, strength and ability, scientific genius and technological uh, uh, expertise. And added to that, he is able to create religious systems. We have the generation, our generation of the megachurches. The phenomena of thousands, of multiple thousands of people gathered together in a building. And this is the uh, generation that we have. Vast enterprises involved in these megachurches. Uh, however, much of this is nothing more than a temporal dimension. Look at this text with me for a moment. I want to call your attention to a word, and that word is might. If you do your own research for this, this actually speaks of what human beings can do. We can do many, many things. We understand that. But when it talks about might, it's talking about something that you can do, and you can do a great deal to organize, motivate, assemble people together without any spiritual dimension of any kind. And that's what that word might uh, refers to. Uh, and uh, the uh, truth is that we will never accomplish the work of God uh, with human ability. We may be able to captivate men's minds, but we'll never change their hearts. So let's look at this business for a moment as we consider uh, the issue at hand. Because we live and operate in a spiritual dimension. In the book of Psalms 127, verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards this city, the watchman stays awake in vain. And Ephesians 6, verse 12 tells us these words, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So here then is what we have is the task before us. What human beings can produce, human beings can destroy. But as we look at this text for a moment, we need to understand Jesus said he has a methodology. He gives us a parable of the man who builds on a sand and the disaster of the storms of life will not stand and then says, unless we build by the word of God that the Holy Spirit can make alive and powerful, uh, then in the process of time, uh, our personality, our skills, uh, our methodology, our fads that we pursue and we're involved in uh, will pass away uh, in the process of time. Uh, and they have many present illustrations of this uh, as we sit in this building. We have a ministry by a powerfully gifted man named Jimmy Swaggart, had the world in the palm of his hand at one time. We have the story of a man named Jimmy Baker, vast influence, millions and millions of dollars raised by these men. We have Oral Roberts and his son Richard Roberts. All of these uh, in the present generation in which we're living in and uh, the Glass and Garden Cathedral in, in California, all of these, uh, the temporal methodology, uh, much of it has been dispersed uh, and brought to shame. And while I was in the tour uh, to Turkey and uh, Israel, I'd been reading some of this. I read the uh, story of the Mars Hill, Seattle, uh, Mark Driscoll, vast complex, five campuses, 14,000 people in it, disappeared and disintegrated while I was there on that tour because when you build on human methodology and human techniques and human genius, it will not stand the test of time. That's might. The Bible says to Zerubbabel, uh, it's not going to be by your own ability, Zerubbabel. I have a task for you. I have a temple. I have a testimony uh, that I'm establishing, a witness in the earth. Uh, your task is to establish that. Uh, and I know the mountains of difficulty, the enemies without and within. And you're not going to build that by might. But there's another word that we need to look at. And as we look at that word, we need to understand that we're not going to be able to build on a paranormal dimension. There's a tendency in religious circles to manufacture manifestations. Some years ago, we had a church in Flagstaff, Arizona. They fell into a deliverance mill. There even have people in our church or people here present this evening that were in that they saw that it was a soulish manifestation and they were able to, they developed a technique to trigger soulish manifestations. Now listen to me very carefully in what I'm saying. As they did this, they interpreted this as spiritual manifestations and individuals did experience something in that. We came through. 
a disaster some years ago where some of our men got caught up in what's known as Brownsville and uh, Pensacola. Clichés were manufactured for insane, bizarre manifestation. People barking like dogs, uh, led around on a dock leg, uh, lifting their hind leg to a pillar in the chair. I I mean, dear God, help us. I stood against that. I said, it's not God. It's a soulish manifestation. Stood against that to great assault and great uh, uh, personal uh, 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 slander. But time has proven that that was a manifestation. They did experience something, but it was a soulish manifestation. Uh, And history has borne out uh, in the era of the Pensacola and Brownsville uh, manifestation. Uh, This is power. There is a power that is not God's power. It is not demon power even. It is a soulish realm. And so as we look at that for a moment, uh, if you look up this word power, it means a force uh, in either a good or a bad manner. Bizarre manifestations. And so as we ponder this and bring it to it, I was up in Newburgh, Oregon a number of years ago. I was praying for the sick. And as I was praying for the sick, I prayed for this man. He went into a bizarre manifestation He's down on the floor. The closest thing I can describe it is that, uh, that he was, uh, it's like a seal flapping. His fl- and, and he, I mean, the chairs flew. And I'm, I'm looking at that. I started to go after him. And I just felt checked to the Holy Spirit. That's, uh, that's not a demon. That's his flesh. Never seen anything like that before. Never seen like that again. But it was certainly beyond the normal ability that you will observe uh, But you have a soulish realm. Listen to me very carefully. In the generation in which we live, there is a hunger for spiritual things. All of us have a hunger for spiritual things. But spiritual things are different from the soulish realm. In the book of Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 and 20 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are these, and then it mentions the word along many other fleshly manifestations like fornication, drunkenness, and so on, uh, witchcraft, or the original sorcery. This is very interesting because there is a dimension of the soulish realm. It manifests itself in fortune-telling. Manifests itself in crystal balls and so on. A soulish realm. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 gives us some interesting insight. And it says these words. For the word of God is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing of sunder of the soul and the spirit. And it is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents uh, of the heart. Anything in the soulish realm is planted in the soil of the flesh, uh, and that soil has it within it the seeds of its demise. Sometimes it takes time to bring that to the pass. Uh, but you see, it doesn't always come to the surface. It doesn't always appear as what it is because it's paranormal 
at, is interpreted as being God moving. Everything that is paranormal or everything that seems to be supernatural is not God. That lesson you'll have to learn for yourself uh, if you are derailed into that uh, because the process of time will bring its fruit uh, and it doesn't always appear, but in the process of time, it will destroy the church and it will destroy believers. You see, the devastation of the Pensacola-Brownsville error was evident all over the world. It split churches all over the world, large churches that got caught up in this because they wanted a manifestation and because they were looking for a manifestation that had no discernment, uh, they were led aside, uh, and the end result is chaos. Uh, but Jesus said to us this evening, I will build my church, uh, and the gates of hell, the councils of hell, will not stand again. Thank God for that. Can you say amen? Uh, thank God for that. He will build his church. So let's bring this now to the focus that we have in this text because this text is a text that uh, most Pentecostals uh, uh, can all quote. It's not by might, it's not by my power, but it's by my spirit, says uh, the Lord of hosts. Now let's lock into that for a moment as we ponder that and we consider our responsibility. Uh, because God's purpose for mankind is redemption. Can you say amen? Thank God for that. God's a reality. I want to tell you, he's a reality. And it's redemption. And he's reclaiming a lost humanity for his glory and for his purpose. And he has saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And God's creation restored and God's purpose restored for each of us in this tent tonight uh, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. God created man, uh, and as he created him, he had a purpose for him. The Bible says he created him in his image uh, and in his likeness. Uh, he created us to represent him uh, and to execute, execute his will upon the earth. That's what that boils down to be. Uh, and so here's God's purpose uh, and we are called to uh, that purpose to be vessels uh, of God's Holy Spirit uh, and this singular dimension we want to lock in on tonight. The Spirit of God. That has a singular definition. It has a very narrow uh, scope. And the Scripture gives us that in verse 6. God says, uh, Zerubbabel... This is going to be done by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Uh, and here we have uh, the Holy Spirit uh, in and through uh, human beings. Now this is the mystery of God. And the Bible says that makes, this makes God's mystery complete. In the book of Colossians chapter 1 verses 26 and 27... The Bible says the mystery, which has been hidden from ages and from generations past, but now has been revealed to his saints. To them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Oh, what a, what a glorious. Are you listening to what I'm saying? 
These are not just words. This is spiritual life. This is heavenly glory that God's plan is to within human hearts place his Holy Spirit, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And this is God's purpose completed. And this is what the gospel is all about tonight as we're in this place. In Ephesians chapter 2, 21 and 22 says, In whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom also you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. See, what we have here then is the challenge of a manifestation of God's Holy Spirit in human personality. Paul picks this up in the book of Corinthians and he puts this challenge to us tonight in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, Bible students, take a good look at that. This word, the manifestation of the Spirit, the Greek word is phanerosis. It means shining forth. So here we have something more than just a religious cliche that we're gathered together. We talk about God's, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. God is real, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. We're talking about something real because Paul says uh, the manifestation of the shining forth, uh, the phanerosis uh, of the Holy Spirit uh, is for every person to experience. One old preacher I heard say if the Holy Spirit could be with us and we not know it he could leave us and we would never miss him so this brings us now to this issue is God going to be somebody that we just explain and we understand or is he going to be somebody that we declare and uh, that we demonstrate this is the challenge we have let me continue for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same Spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he will. So here we have it. 1954, I knelt at a little altar in a church in Phoenix, Arizona. New convert. You see, I I don't understand this Holy Spirit thing. I don't understand either. But I believe. I knelt down. I have no idea what the preacher preached about that morning. I knelt down and uh, leaned over that altar, and a man knelt beside me. People were praying there, laid his hands upon me. And as he lays his hands upon me, uh, I heard a sound of a rushing, mighty wind. I thought somebody left the door open. But more than that, heaven came down on my soul. God exploded in me. I begin to weep. I begin to snot. I would begin to cry. I begin to prophesy. God powerfully ministered to me. I've never been the same. I wasn't the same when I left that. Finally, they turned the service over, uh, changed it. 
told my wife when he comes to, you close the door. I don't know how long that was all involved, but I want to tell you that was God demonstrated. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Heard the words of a preacher last year. I'm a Christian first. I'm a, I'm a uh, Christian first and Pentecostal second. Oh, no, no, no. You've got it wrong. It's all one hallelujah. Can you say amen? No, it's all together. That's what God intends uh, is the power of the Holy Spirit in human personality manifested, uh, demonstrated, uh, experienced, uh, and expressed to the world. And this is what Pentecost is all about as we're here in this building tonight. And God says to Zerubbabel, it's by grace. See, how can I get this? It's a free gift. What do I have to do to I didn't have the slightest clue. I didn't know black from white, up from down. I didn't know anything. And I knelt at that altar. I was as ignorant about spiritual things as these steps here. But I want to tell you, God knows about the Holy Spirit. And he saw a heart that just simply responded, wanted to be humble and yield to God, reached down his hand. Oh, that rushing mighty wind. I said, whoa, oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you, I can feel God in this place, folks. God's in this place tonight. God's in this place tonight. The Holy Spirit is at work. The Holy Spirit is tugging at hearts tonight. Ignorant, yes, but it was a gift of God. God poured upon me the glory of Jesus Christ uh, taking up residence in my heart to shine forth. Uh, I've never been the same. Uh, I've never regretted the decision I made to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And something not earned... Uh, Something not understood even, but something that God's glorious gift gives to us in this place. It is to be desired, the Bible says, and sought for. Paul says, seek you the best gifts. So here, let's bring back now to our task this evening. You and I have a monumental task. If you want a book to read... You need to read one of those books that I, that I named tonight. If you want a fresh one, read the one by Dennis Balcom about China's opening door. Dennis Balcom is a Pentecostal. I preached in East Church in 1981 in Hong Kong. He interpreted for me in the, the a little crusade in the Forbidden City that I did there. He's gone on to become a major player in the house churches in China. And his message in that entire book is, be baptized with the Holy Ghost uh, and pray for the sick and see miracles. Uh, and that's what will bring revival. Amen. That's his message. So this mountain of difficulty that we have, just as God said to Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, it's not by your genius. It's not by your slick personality. Thank God for that. That would put most of us out of business. Can you say amen? It is not by power that uh, is manufactured by you, some kind of paranormal, or that you open yourself to. It's by my spirit, Zerubbabel, uh, thus says the Lord of hosts. Now let's think about this for a moment because this is the challenge that we have uh, as we're sitting there, here in this place uh, because all that we even ask or think is possible uh, in the presence uh, and the will of God. Filled, Ephesians 3, filled uh, with all the fullness of God, he says. 
that you may look to God and having been filled with all the fullness of God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we even ask or think according to the power that works in us. This is the challenge of the hour. Thanks be unto God for that. When Joseph Lujan went into China, he's in contact with Greg Mitchell. And as he's in contact with him, he's uh, wondering where to go. And uh, he's about to settle in Shanghai. And Greg said to him, Joseph, I want you to get something supernatural from God. Pray that God will give you something supernatural. And he went to Soju. When he went there, he and his wife, standing in a train station, wondering where to go, how to get by. They can't read anything. It's all in Chinese. People are everywhere milling in that station. And finally, a man who spoke a little bit of English uh, uh, began to talk to her and uh, says uh, uh, to her, uh, uh, what, what are you looking for? And they said, we, 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 we need a hotel, we need a place to stay, and so on. And he made it known to them as limited English. Uh, what are they doing there? And said, we're here uh, to, uh, we're Americans. And, and he said, where, where are you going? He said, I can help you. He said, I'm going down to uh, uh, Ganzhou, and I'm going to go down there and learn English. What are you doing here? She said, we're here to teach English. <laughs> Out of that contact, a long story short, open door, supernaturally, groups of people in Soju, 90 house churches meeting there, and uh, hungry for God, no outside influence from America. A Baptist came in years ago, got some of them saved and left, and they've just been carrying on the best they knew how. And uh, as they're there, uh, asked uh, Joseph Lujan to preach. And as he preached, uh, he prayed for the sick, miracles, suddenly invitations from everywhere. Come preach, come pray for the sick. Uh, supernatural by the Spirit of the living God. Are you listening to what I'm saying tonight? This is what we need, I want to tell you. We're part of the Jesus movement. The Jesus movement was a powerful stream in America. It was a Pentecostal movement. It was a witnessing movement. Person to person, witnessing, and it was a Pentecostal, Holy Ghost movement. Uh, this was the dynamic that brought it. Uh, and we became a part of that because we tied on to that and began to, and this is a result that we see here tonight to some degree because God uh, led us in that uh, Pentecostal movement. So let's think for a moment. This conference uh, needs to trigger something in you. This conference needs to be a milestone that we set ourselves, we're not just going to be another group of people gathering together and we're going to sing songs and we're going to hear people uh, preach and we're going to have some kind of service and we're going to send some... This conference needs to be a milestone. A milestone where we're going to set our heart, God, we want everything that you have for us. Thank God for what he's done. Can you say amen? 
But I want to tell you, there's so, so much more. Oh, the power of God. The power of God is a reality. A power of God can remove mountains before you. It can give you direction. It can bring blessing to you. Paul said in Romans, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. God has horizons beyond our imagination. Can you say amen? He has places untouched. Hallelujah. He has cities where no one has ever been preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God can open our hearts to that. This ought to be a conference. And I'm challenging you tonight to set your heart in this conference. I'm not going to go out of this conference, God, except you have laid your hand on me and you've brought me a spiritual dimension. I'm here, God, to be transformed spiritually. God, I'm here to have uh, the glory of your Holy Spirit moving through me, uh, manifested through me, the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. Uh, and God, that's what I'm here for. I want you to bow your heads for a moment. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.